Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. In this episode of the podcast, we are taking some time to go through a complete review of the Game Changers documentary. If you haven't seen the Game Changers documentary, it is a plant-based or a pro-plant-based documentary on Netflix um, that has just spread like crazy. Uh, and so I figured it would be worth taking some time to sit down and review uh, some things that we should get out of that documentary and some things that we should probably um, put to rest, whether it's due to... Um, you know, false information or whatnot. So uh, in this episode, we're doing a complete review. So make sure you tune in for that. And then normally uh, outside of this episode and some others, this podcast is question generated from you guys, the listeners. So if you have a question that you would like to have answered about health, fitness, nutrition, your training program, uh, macros, whatever it is, you can submit those questions on my Instagram story every single Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. So if you submit um, or if you find me on Instagram, my handle is Adam underscore Pullman fit. You can find uh, that question box on my story on Sundays and you can submit as many questions as you would like in there. I'll answer them both on my story as well as here on the show. And if you guys want more free content like the episodes that you listen to here, you can get articles, ebooks, guides, all of that at PullmanFitness.com slash free. Uh, that's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. Finally, it is time to sit down and give a full review on this Game Changers documentary. So uh, if you're not familiar or if you haven't watched it yet, it's on Netflix. It is a pro-plant-based documentary, uh, and what they are doing is they're advocating uh, and stating that a plant-based diet that is free of meats and animal products, uh, so basically going vegan, uh, is optimal for health. Uh, longevity of health as well as performance. So um, as you can imagine, this documentary has made waves. Uh, it's getting a lot of attention and uh, people are still left confused. I've been getting a lot of answers from people. Um, they're trying to figure out whether they should stay you know, eating animals or go completely plant-based. Uh, and so what I wanted to do is take some time and sit down and kind of run through the entire documentary um, and help you guys figure out what you can take home and what you probably should just leave aside and not worry about too much because if there is a an agenda behind some sort of documentary, it's likely that both sides aren't presented um, and it's likely that you're not getting things um, without a biased lens, for example, you know, so to speak. So uh, I wanted to go through that. Um, but before I do, I just want to make sure that it is clear that I am not anti-plant-based whatsoever. Um, I think there's, there have been some people that have, um, assumed that I am, maybe I'm not, maybe I need to work on the way I present my information. Um, but I am not anti-plant-based whatsoever. The only time I do have an issue with people being plant-based is when they say that that is the only way for optimal health. It's the only path to optimal health. Um, and everybody on the face of the earth must go plant-based because eating animal products is horrible for every single person on the face of the earth. I think those are big blanket statements and I don't think they're accurate whatsoever. 
That's the only time when I have an issue with it. Uh, if someone wants to go plant-based because they want to try it out and see if they're healthier, I have no problem with that. Um, but to say that it's best for everyone for optimal health, I do have a problem with that because what we know, um, both through anecdote and scientific research, it doesn't uh, support that statement. So in this movie, it might make it seem like it does, um, but it doesn't. And that's why I wanted to go through some of the things that um, are kind of like fact versus fiction and just figure out what we can take home, what we can um, take away from this movie, and what we should just kind of ignore <clears throat> and understand that, that there's some sort of bias behind it and whatnot. Um, so just to start off, uh, this documentary was produced by James Cameron. I believe that's his name. Uh, I, I think, to my understanding, he produced a lot of big movies. I want to say he was behind the Marvel Avengers movies. Uh, I, that's just a, something I heard. I never even researched it to see if it's true. Um, but he's behind a lot of big movies. He's a big name in the filmmaking industry. Uh, and so he was one of the guys that helped produce this. There was also Arnold Schwarzenegger and things like that. Um, recently, the word just got out that he has invested over $100 million into a uh, plant protein, uh, what do you call it, processing center. So basically, it seems like he's going to fork over a ton of money to start a um, vegan or plant-based supplement line. So there's definitely some motive behind this movie, although I do feel I do feel there's some things that in the movie in the documentary that are true and that are good. There are definitely some ulterior motives behind uh, the making of this film, and that is just something to keep in mind as you are taking in the information. Uh, so <clears throat> I did want to say that uh, that way you guys can understand the whole backstory. Um, and without I mean without going any further on backstory, let's just kind of jump in to uh, the documentary and what they talked about just to see uh, what is fact, what is fiction, what we can uh, uh, work through and take away here. So the first thing I want to start off with saying is that uh, when we take in any sort of piece of information, one thing that we want to look out for, whether it's an article, a book, a video, a movie, a series, whatever it is, we want to look out for emotion. Uh, when there is a lot of emotion and um, personal feelings, moral feelings, things like that behind a message, uh, that is usually a good sign that things are going to be twisted and turned to prove their point. Um, I would say that this documentary was one of the least emotional documentaries I have seen. Um, there wasn't too much about the environment. There wasn't too much about um, moral standards and animals being friends and not food and things like that. Uh, so I will give the documentary credit for that. I think that was good and a little refreshing. It was definitely well made. Um, but another red flag that contributes sometimes to the emotional piece is the one-sided story. Uh, so when there is information that is presented and they are presenting one side and they're the other side of the um, case or the situation doesn't get a chance or a platform to speak or they don't open up um, that opportunity for viewers to take that in, that is usually another bad sign um, that things aren't quite truthful as far as what you are taking in, what you are looking at, uh, and as, as well as the information that they are presenting. So, for example, in this documentary, they didn't have any... Um, they didn't have any pro-omnivore or pro-carnivore, uh, both, you know, omnivore be being animal products and plant products, and then carnivore just being animal products. They didn't have anybody from those sides of the fence um, on the documentary to present their case and kind of um, disagree with the information that was being presented. So that, I think, is a red flag for sure, because what I think is best, in my opinion, is to just throw all the information out. Um, as accurately and as objectively as possible without any biases and let the uh, the viewer decide what they think is best rather than just get one side, um, make it seem like it's the best thing ever, and then 
not have the other side presented, but if it is talked about, it's slammed upon, and then try to force the viewer into making a decision that leans in their direction. I don't think that is best, um, but that is that is what I feel the documentary did. Uh, and there was a lot of sleight of hand in this documentary. It was definitely a lot harder to see compared to what the hell, forks over knives, things like that. It wasn't as dogmatic and emotional, um, but there was definitely there were definitely some things in there that um, kind of uh, leaned in that direction. So those are some things that we need to look out for when we're taking in information. Is it uh, emotional uh, and is it dogmatic or is it, you know, the, the, the material or the information of zealots? Uh, does it come one-sided or does it come across with all sides of the story and you are left to make your decision from there? Um, so that is what we needed to look out for. Uh, <clears throat> the next thing, I have a list. So I have a list of things that I wanted to go over and critique um, and talk about that I disagreed and agreed with in the documentary. And it's not in particular order, but I just wanted to take some time to uh, go through it. So we talked about the dogmatic and emotional thing being one-sided. Um, now I want to kind of go into the actual content of the documentary. The first thing that I want to talk about and bring up, excuse me, is the, um, the, the lack of information when it came to what these athletes were eating before they went vegan. So when we have science and data, one of the things that drives me nuts and, and it makes me absolutely insane is we treat science um, as the absolute truth, as the end all be all. Uh, I don't believe that science does that for us. Okay, um, Science is our best understanding uh, of certain information in, in controlled settings or settings that are as, that are as controlled as much as possible. Um, they, it is not the complete truth, the complete understanding. It is just our best understanding given the way we conducted a study um, at a given time. Okay. So for example, um, when we, when we looked at these vegan athletes and they talked about, um, you know, their, their blood markers improving, their athletic performance improving and things like that. They said it was because I was eating meat. And now that I am not eating meat, um, I'm, I'm faster, bigger, better, stronger. I sleep better whatsoever. Uh, there is no discussion whatsoever about what their complete diet was looking like before. Um, because there are some correlations with people who eat meat, they tend to eat uh, more unhealthy foods. That's just a general, um, observation, observation that we have made. Um, so it could be possible that since going plant-based, they ate fewer processed foods. Um, they're more health conscious because when people do switch to plant-based, they're constantly thinking about the food that they are eating. They're constantly aware of the choices that they make. So they are more health conscious and therefore make better decisions overall in their nutrition, their fitness, their training, what, and whatnot. Um, so it is, there are tons of different variables that could have contributed to their performance not being as great beforehand and now being better since they've gone plant-based. I think it is um, a bit of an assumption and a stretch to assume that it was just the meat and only the meat. Uh, like I said, it could have been all the other foods that they were eating. It could have been something else in their diet. It could have been accumulation of a multitude of different factors. So I wish that they would have talked more about what these athletes were eating beforehand. Um, I also wish they didn't use athletes. Okay, These athletes are the elite of the elite. Um, they are the one percent of the one percent and these people have an unbelievable amount of money and time to plan and prepare their foods they're not people who are working nine to fives um, and they train for an hour on the side four days a week these are people who are training um, day in and day out they eat sleep and breathe their sport um, and they will do whatever it takes in order to um, make sure they are fueled well so some of them you saw had professional chefs working for them um, some of them had dietitians working for them they had everything planned out uh, I think that it is um, 
I don't think it, I think it's a stretch to compare those cases to your average everyday people, which are the people um, that are watching this documentary. OK, we don't have chefs that are working for us. We don't have people that can say, OK, you're probably going to be lacking in B vitamins. So let's include these foods in order to do that. You're going to have to do the research yourself. You're going to have to prep the food yourself. Um, so I wish that they would have tried to use some everyday people that might have been able that I think that would have made their case a little bit stronger. Um, but they didn't. They went with elite athletes. And I think that's because it's inspirational. It's motivational and it draws a lot of attention. It makes you think, okay, it makes you think at least subconsciously, if I eat like this, I'm going to be able to train like that person. If I eat like this, I am going to be stronger. I am going to be bigger. I am going to be better and I am going to be faster. Um, that is what your subconscious, subconscious mind is thinking as you are watching this movie. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I do wish they would have presented the whole situation um, before they were eating vegan or plant-based, um, and afterwards, so they can compare every single variable and factor. Um, but as we know, that is near impossible because there are millions of different things to control when it comes to studies like this. Uh, and then the next thing I wanted to talk about, uh, is the first thing that they kind of open up the movie with, and that is the, um, doctor, archaeologist, whatever he is, anthropologist guy in the lab coat, um, that was talking about how he was going through bones and he was seeing, um, <clears throat> some, <clears throat> some evidence that, excuse me, some evidence that um, the gladiators and people back in um, the, the Roman times, whatever you want to call it, uh, only ate plants, okay? Um, I think that is a, a bit of a stretch, and they called it a study. That was not a study. That was just his best guess. Um, he didn't say anything about, to my knowledge, to my recollection, um, it, he didn't, it didn't seem like he was trying to look for any sort of meat evidence there. Uh, he just saw that there were remnants of minerals that are found in plants and said, therefore, um, they, eat, they ate nothing but plants. I think that's a massive assumption. Um, and I think they also kind of, you know, alluded to the idea that, um, throughout history, uh, whether you're someone who believes in evolution, creation, whatever, that since the dawn of man, we haven't been eating um, meat and we've been only eating plants because that's what's best for us. Uh, I think that was a little absurd considering that we have tons of different carvings and uh, paintings and caves and landmarks that, sh that show us killing any animals. Um, I'm not sure if we would have killed uh, for sport in a time where food was in dire need. Uh, so <clears throat> I think to say that that was a study was a bit of a stretch. It was more of an opinion or an observation. I think there is a, a plenty of evidence um, that shows that early humans definitely did eat plenty of meat. It probably wasn't all meat, obviously, um, because we had to hunt and we had to gather. And nine times out of 10, uh, the gathering is probably far easier than the hunting. Okay. So, uh, I think it is safer to say that we probably ate both foods, probably more rich in plant foods. Um, but I'm sure we did have meat. Okay. I need to look more into that as far as a, for, um, from a historical standpoint, as I'm not a historian, I don't know a ton about that, but I think it's a big stretch to just say we only ate plants as early humans. Um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is the amino acid profile. This is something that I learned um, through this documentary. Well, that's not true. I learned um, after going through this documentary. Uh, so in the documentary, they talked about the myth that um, that plant proteins don't have complete amino acid profiles. So amino acids are uh, the building blocks of protein. And there are nine essential amino acids, meaning that essential, meaning that our body can't produce them. We need food. Um, our body needs to get these through food, these amino acids through food. And <clears throat> they presented it that there is a myth that only me, only animal products have, um, uh, 
essential amino acids and there are no plant-based products. And they said that is not true. Plant-based products do have all the essential amino acids. Um, therefore, they people can get all the amino acids they need from just going um, plant-based. Now, if my memory serves me well, they presented the information implying that you can just get the amino acids, the essential amino acids from plant-based products, implying that all plant-based products that contain protein have uh, all the essential amino acids in a complete amino acid profile. This is not true. Now, initially, when I, I started looking into this, now, if my memory serves me well, it seems like they presented the information, <clears throat> excuse me, saying that all plant-based uh, products or plant foods have the essential amino acids. And that is just simply not the case. Or at least when I was watching it, I thought that was not the case. Uh, and I was like, no way. Only animal products or animal meats, I should say, have all essential amino acids. Uh, so I looked into it a little bit deeper and I, I, turned, I, tur I learned that I was wrong. I uh, came to realize that I was wrong. So it turns out that quinoa and soybeans are actually present with all nine essential amino acids. So it is definitely definitely possible to eat plant-based and get all of the essential amino acids. However, I do want to note this. Animal products like animal meat is very, very dense in protein. Uh, when you have soybeans and you have uh, quinoa, you have food that is it has okay, an okay amount of protein, uh, but it is far more rich in other nutrients like carbohydrates, for example. So it's not, I wouldn't necessarily call it a protein-dense food. It's kind of like when people call nuts protein-dense. They're not protein-dense. They just happen to have protein. I would say that they're more fat-dense than they are protein-dense. So having said all of this, we can, we can take away that we can definitely get protein that has essential amino acids from quinoa and soybeans. Do I think that that is a better source than animal protein? No, I do not. But it is definitely an option if you are considering uh, going plant-based. Now, I do want to note something else. Uh, the <clears throat> I, I did some other research into the amino acids in plant-based protein. And what I found is that they um, did this... I, I, they did some sort of test. Now, I'm not a scientist, so I definitely won't be able to relay this very well. Uh, but they did a test on the amino acids in animal-based products, animal foods, and plant-based products. And basically what they did is they kind of just looked at the the ability for those proteins to be digested, absorbed, how well they are used, and things like that. Now, what this is called is the, the PDCAA. So it's protein digestibility corrected amino acid score. So it's basically a score baked based on the digestibility, um, bioavailability of these foods. It, it basically measures the quality of a protein for our intake or consumption. Uh, and so the way from, to my understanding, the way that they rated it is from like a zero to a one, one being a perfect score. And some of the foods that they tested that had a perfect score were eggs, milk, and whey protein. Um, and come and beef was like point. N I have to look it up again, but it was 0.9 something. I want to say 0.92, but beef was right there uh, at the top. And then I looked at other vegetarian or vegan plant-based sources of protein. Uh, some of them were coming in at 0 0.54, 0 0.53, and 0.5, you know, in the 0.5s there. Um, so that's not to say, obviously, like I said, with the whole scientific research thing, that's not to say that 
all plant-based proteins have a low score like that. Your body isn't going to absorb them. Uh, but I think it definitely makes a compelling case that eating meat can be a part of a very healthy and nutrient-rich diet that is good for the body, considering um, that our bodies absorb animal products and utilize and digest them uh, a little bit better. Now, obviously, this was uh, in is, is in a study of, of some people. This isn't every single human on the face of the earth. So I want to make sure that it is clear that I'm not saying everybody has to eat meat, but I think it is compelling evidence that shows that we were um, designed to eat meat and that meat and animal products can sit well for us for the most part. For some people, they don't, and that's okay. Uh, so <clears throat> I just think it helps bring that point across that going plant-based is not the one size fits all for everybody in the entire world. Okay. So that's kind of it on the amino acid thing. The other, the other things that I want to talk about, let's see what else is on my list here. Um, oh, so the peanut butter sandwich thing, they talked about, I didn't, I haven't watched it for a few days, so I'll have to take another look at it. But if I recall correctly, they said that there is the same amount of protein in a peanut butter sandwich that there is in three eggs or like three ounces of steak or something like that. Um, and I immediately saw that being someone who has tracked food forever. I saw that and I was like, that can't be right. Uh, and what I realized is peanut butter sandwich is very subjective, right? So we all like different ratios of peanut butter and jelly in our sandwiches. Some weirdos out there just like peanut butter. I'm sure I just offended so many of you right now. I'm actually one of the weirdos that likes more jelly than peanut butter. I like a higher ratio of jelly to peanut butter in my sandwich. Uh, it's because I'm just a sweet tooth kind of guy. But anyway, uh, I think to get that much protein, I mean, it depends on the eggs that you have and the meat that you have, but three eggs should be somewhere around 15 grams of protein. You would need a ton of peanut butter uh, to get 15 grams of protein. I want to say maybe like over three tablespoons. I don't know how many people put that much peanut butter in their peanut butter sandwich, but they made a blanket st statement saying that a peanut butter sandwich contains just as much protein as eggs to convey that peanut butter is a is just um, it has a similar protein density that animal products do. And that is just not the case. It's like I mentioned earlier, peanut butter is a great source of healthy fats uh, and protein. I would not consider it a protein dense food. OK, um, so, and actually peanuts were on that uh, PDCAA score and they scored 0.51 or 0.52 or something like that uh, compared to the meats that were, or the animal products that were at a perfect one. Uh, the other things that they talked about that I wanted to bring up, uh, the cholesterol and the LDL um, levels with those firefighters and things like that. There is no doubt in the world that when we eat healthier, uh, we include more plants, veggies, fruits, things like that in our diet. We're eating less processed food that our cholesterol and our LDL can uh, decrease and improve. That doesn't mean, though, like I said, that we can just assume that that is because they got rid of animal-based products. Now, when you looked at those men in the in the fire station, I, I, I okay, I will be honest, I made an assumption, but they did not seem like guys who were too aware of their health. Okay. Um, they probably ate a lot of foods that were processed, a lot of processed meats, things that were bad for them. Uh, and once they switched to being plant-based, like I mentioned earlier, they had to be much more aware of what they were eating and they were most likely more health conscious. Therefore they made more healthy decisions throughout their day, throughout their week, throughout their month, so on. Okay. Uh, so to say that their cholesterol and LDL improved just because they got rid of meat, 
is a big assumption. I It would have been cool to see how they did, including more veggies, getting rid of processed food and keeping meat in their diet. I think that's what that's what that's something that this documentary missed. They didn't do too many comparisons. They just kind of put things to line up the way they wanted to present them and then presented the information. They didn't say, OK, well, let's look at this case and this case and this case and see which one does best, especially in this situation. They just kind of said, oh, your cholesterol and LDL, um, which is your low density lipoproteins, uh, improved their which they call the bad cholesterol, improved, therefore uh, the meat was bad and the meat was doing that to you. Now, this is, there's another reason that I get skeptical with this because you can probably sit there and say, well, Adam, there have been uh, a lot of studies and there's been a lot of stuff that shows that direct, eating red meat is pretty directly correlated uh, with increases in cholesterol and LDL. Yes, that is absolutely true. Again, what does the individual's diet entail in entirety? Another thing that is interesting, uh, with the rise of the carnivore diet, there have been tons of people, the carnivore diet being not, eating nothing but uh, animal products, nothing but meat, okay? There have been tons of people that have showed their blood work and it has drastically improved. Cholesterol has gone down, inflammation has gone down, LDL, your bad, quote unquote, your quote unquote, bad cholesterol has gone down. So if we really wanted to, we cre we could create a meat eating documentary and say, well, these few people, their cholesterol and their LDL improved. Therefore, uh, eating nothing but meat and going carnivore is probably better for you than eating plants. Um, but we all know that's not true. It wouldn't work for everybody. It has worked for some select individuals, uh, but it does not work for everybody out there. So that's what makes me skeptical when they say, okay, it was just the meat um, that improved this because we know that there have been a ton of people that have improved their blood levels uh, just eating meat. Okay. And that brings me to the endothelial and the testosterone tests. So the endothelial test was when they, um, they tested the the, the football players, I think, from the Dolphins, maybe, uh, is what it was. And they had them eat the meat burrito, and then they had the vegan burrito and, and whatnot. And the next day, they compared um, their blood. And they said, okay, if the plasma is clearer, that is going to be healthier blood. If the plasma is more foggy, that's going to be unhealthy. And as you can imagine, the individual who ate the vegan burrito had some healthy blood plasma, and the other two did not. Now, one thing I also didn't like about that, uh, it was three gentlemen and it was not controlled whatsoever, meaning that they just ate one burrito and that's what they based it off of. Uh, there was no account of alcohol consumption, sleep, stress, um, genetic predispositions, which is huge. Uh, someone could have horrible predispositions and eat nothing but uh, plant-based and they die at age 40, okay? Um, so that those are massive. Uh, they didn't take those into consideration. They just said, oh, it was that exact meat that we had in your burrito that caused your blood to look this bad. That is a massive assumption. There is years and years and years and years and years of history uh, behind that person's diet to say that one meal influenced the whole thing is uh, quite frankly stupid. And we can all say that you know, in, in agreeance that one meal doesn't shape our health and fitness for the rest of our life. Right. So that one was a little excessive. Same with the testosterone one. They tested uh, erections in men at night saying that, okay, because you ate vegan, you had far more erections. Therefore it can help with your libido and things like that. Once again, uh, there was no consideration of many other factors. So that makes me a little, a little skeptical. Um, now that's all I've, I kind of had, uh, as far as things that were written down, but I want to kind of close with some concrete uh, takeaways here. So I tried to present these critiques 
as best as I possibly could without seeing too one-sided because I am not one-sided. I think what's very important to note from this documentary is that we all need to freaking eat more vegetables, right? If there's one thing we know about the um, obesity epidemic and Americans being very unhealthy, it is because we eat so many processed foods. I was collecting food uh, at a King Supers the other night at a local grocery store, and I was seeing people's carts as they walk out. And I don't, I mean, maybe one out of every 10 people that I saw had an actual fresh item, uh, meaning that it came from the straight source, like the ground or an animal in their cart. A lot of it was boxed, canned and things like that. Super processed. And I was kind of astonished. Um, it, it just reminded me of, of how little awareness we have around health and nutrition and how we need to eat more whole natural foods uh, in our diet. For example, another case is you look at people who did Whole30. To my uh, recollection, I don't think it asked you to get rid of meat. Well, it might have because you slowly eliminate things. So you might have eliminated dairy and then meat. Um, but what happened over time is the more people included whole natural dense, natural uh, nutrient dense foods, the better that they felt, even if meat was still in there. Um, now, I understand that that is anecdote and it changes from person to person and it's not you know, one size fits all, but neither is this documentary. So we can all agree that we need to eat more fruits and veggies and a, a lot less uh, processed foods. Okay. So that is the big thing that we need to take away from this. Eat more freaking vegetables, eliminate the processed foods and get rid of that time and time again. When people eliminate processed foods, their blood levels improve, their health improves, their body composition improves, their mental health improves, their productivity improves because we were, we were designed and we were created to eat food that came from animals um, and the earth, okay? So when we eat a well-balanced diet, we are getting tons of different nutrients, tons of different amino acids, tons of different vitamins and minerals. And the best diet for people is a well-balanced diet that includes many different vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. We all know that. And that's general, so I wouldn't even call it a diet, but we can all agree that there is no one-size-fits-all for every stinking human on the face of this earth, okay? So that is the big takeaway from this documentary. Um, if you watch this documentary and you want to go plant-based, here are my thoughts. Do it. I don't see the problem. Go plant-based. Now, here is what I will say. It is going to take more preparation and more thought than you could ever possibly imagine, okay? You are eliminating one of the most protein, nutrient-dense um, foods in the entire world, okay? You need to be planning out where you're going to get your iron, because there is a lot of that present in meat. You're going to need to plan out where you're going to get your B vitamins, where you're going to get your creatine, Um I mean, I can think of three people off the top of my head that are close to me that went plant-based and within a few months, they became nutrient deficient and their doctor was like, yeah, you got to stop. You got to eat meat again. This stuff is possible. It just, for the everyday person, it is near impossible because it takes such extreme planning. Now, they made it seem very easy, like you just switch to eating plants and everything's taken care of. That is not the case. These people had professional chefs, blah, 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 blah. Um, they eat, leave, and, and eat, live, and breathe their diet. You have to make sure that if you're doing this, you plan things out. You figure out, okay, what are the deficiencies that I might come across? 
How am I going to make sure that I get all of those nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and things like that? How am I going to ensure that I get all of the nutrients I need without eating too many processed foods? Because that is something that happens a ton with people who try to go plant-based. They want stuff that tastes like meat. They want black bean burgers. They want the Impossible Burger. They need more protein. So they have more manufactured and uh, highly processed protein drinks. They have highly processed uh, vegan burgers. And the more they get into it and the more more that they uh, desire foods that aren't extremely natural, natural, the more, uh, excuse me, the more processed, um, they eat. And then their health even gets worse, even though they're eating uh, a little bit more nutrient dense, whole natural foods than they did before they were vegan. Okay. So no matter what side you go on, whether it's carnivore, omnivore, uh, plant-based, you need to make sure that you are staying away from highly processed foods. Okay. Uh, I kind of lost my train of thought on that one, but, oh, we're just talking about preparation. So like I said, it's going to take extreme preparation. It's going to take hours of thought and time and dedication to make sure you have everything planned out. You're going to have to learn a lot because you're going to have to learn how to make adjustments at restaurants that aren't just vegan or that don't have vegan options. You're going to have to learn how to do that. You're going to have to make sure you are um, probably I would get your blood work done on a frequent basis to make sure you're not nutrient deficient. Uh, You're going to need to take notes and be observant of how you're feeling, uh, sleep, performance in the gym, everyday life, your fatigue, uh, all of that stuff, energy. You're going to have to take notes and see how you feel when you eat certain nutrients. Um, you're going to have to make sure you get all of those amino acids. Okay, I'm, I can run on this all day. The point is that you're going to have to plan like you have never planned before. And if you are someone who struggles to meal prep one day or one meal for every day of the week, so seven meals total, you are not someone who should do this. Uh, if you want to experiment, you should be someone who has everything dialed into the T. You can completely plan ahead of time, make sure you're getting everything that you possibly need, and you are willing to do an extreme amount of research to make sure you aren't missing anything and you don't have any holes uh, in your diet and in your protocol that could cause you to suffer from poor health down the road. Okay. Um, so to last note on that piece of advice, uh, like I mentioned, B vitamins, um, your iron, your creatine levels, uh, make sure those are okay. And then protein as well. You're going to have to really make sure. And obviously if you choose to do this, I would consult with your doctor to make sure they can tell you, uh, other things that you would, um, that would be useful to keep in mind. Uh, so yeah, if you want to go for it, um, if you are someone who wants to go plant-based because you feel it is morally right, good on you, uh, you go nuts, but I would not watch a documentary like this and think that going plant-based is the only way to eat and all animal products should be avoided. That is scientifically untrue, anecdotally untrue. Millions and millions of people have prospered on protein-rich, animal-rich diets for thousands and thousands of years. So uh, I wouldn't go that direction and I wouldn't uh, begin to believe or start telling people that it is the optimal way to eat um, because that is untrue as well, okay? So if you want to go for it, go for it. Just make sure you're doing it the right way um, and make sure you understand that meat is not the enemy. It is more so processed foods um, and unhealthy lifestyle and nutrition choices, okay? So that's kind of uh, it, I think, on the Game Changers documentary. That's all I've got for you guys. Make sure you share this episode seriously because the problem with the these documentaries is that everyday people who eat nothing but Twinkies and junk food and one leaf of lettuce every single week, 
these are the people who are going to watch this and say, okay, I'm going to go vegan. And uh, nine times out of 10, they're probably going to have worse health and need to switch back. So we need to get the word out that, um, hey, you should take this information with a grain of salt. Make sure you're prepared. And if you want to do it, that's okay. You just got to make sure you do it the right way. And remember that meat is not the enemy. You can have a long, healthy, happy life eating plenty of animal products as long as your diet consists of mostly whole natural nutrient-dense foods. So make sure you spread this episode or share this episode and spread the love. Um, Let your loved ones know that they do not have to go plant-based. They can continue eating their meat. They should just get rid of all those processed foods in their diet. Uh, Thank you guys for being here. If you have a question that you want to send in on the show, uh, you can do so by finding me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. Every single Sunday, I will have a question box on my story where you can submit as many questions as you would like. And then if you want more information uh, and more free information, like the stuff that you get from this podcast, you can get uh, ebooks, guides, articles, all of that for free at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is the podcast.